Hello, hello. Welcome to Touch by Prayer. I am so excited because it's Tuesday and Tuesday is fun day. We get to talk and share God stories and today is no exception. I am so excited because I don't know if you guys can see it. We have a dancing warrior bride. That's right. Karen Lightfoot. She wrote a book. She's a worshiper. She understands the art of worship. And it's something that's been so near and dear to my heart because I truly believe that we are in this place that when we we get the the concept of what it looks like, what worship really means, when we start to get the, the, um, the spiritual power that worship has, I think that it's going to take the church we're going to go church age because I've been talking about this, that, that we're no longer church age, we're kingdom age, but we're we're getting ready to, to dance with the groom. That's right. We are going to be the bride dancing with the groom, but the bride is not this uh, quiet, docile thing. No, she's a warrior and she has a, she has a sword and she has a shield and she knows how to, she knows how to kick some butt. And so we are going to talk about that with my, uh, with my friend, Karen Lightfoot. So Karen, thank you so much for coming on Touch by Prayer. I am so excited excited to have you here. Thank you, Lisa. I am so excited to be here. God okay. bless you. Uh, well, God bless you too. So you and I, let, let's talk about the first time that we actually, because <laughs> it's always fun. It's always fun, right? It was awesome. It's it was, it was, it was uh, something I'll never forget. And oh, I'll tell God. you what, the residue of the anointing that you carry prophetically uh, that lasted for days, for days. It was amazing. Well, let so what we decided to do is because like when I meet somebody and I feel that connection, that draw, I'm like, okay, let, let's go and have lunch. So we decided to go and have lunch and we actually, we went and we had lunch and it was so much fun because this woman who came in, who was in this place and um, she, all of a sudden she could hear us and we were talking, we were having our God chat and we were talking about all these things and you could hear that she was listening and we knew that she was listening. And so we invited her over and we wound up praying for her and blessing her. And she actually reached out to you, which is so cool because that is what kingdom does. Kingdom draws things out and, and says, Hey, this is going to be fun. And this is, um, and this is what we're about. And, and she, she just got to, and we prayed over her and she kind of got healed. And so it was like all this, all this fun things in a restaurant. Come on. It was yeah. so much fun. So it was great. And the cupcakes were good too. And so. the cupcakes were amazing. Cause <laughs> I'm all about cupcakes. I'm just all about cupcakes. I love cupcakes. Okay. So one of the things that, um, that I really loved that you started to share is you started to talk about worship and you started to talk about how you were trained by somebody who, um, who said that you had an anointing for worship. And I am such a huge worship person and that and the whole art and so last year um actually Tiffany Barney who's on right now hi Tiffany uh, I met you over cupcakes <laughs> she did and um and she came and she, she did daddy's girl last year and she was our worship person and she talked about the um the what um, worship has done to her because she came out of this place we're gonna have her on too hey 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 and what happened is um she, you were the reason that she came, Karen, mm. that you were the reason that Tiffany came. 
because, well, because you put something inside of me, you couldn't do it. So, so I kept praying about it and I kept saying, okay, Lord, I, I really believe that I'm supposed to be doing this. And, and so you're going to have to send me something and guess what you, that's exactly what God, God did. He brought somebody in and it was just amazing. And she was amazing. But I want to talk about some of the things that you shared with me during mm. our, during our salad and our, and our yes. prayer conversation and even yes. over cupcakes. Yes. You, you yes. started to talk about how with worship that there are different times in different places that you get different results. Yes. Yes. Um, yes, that, well, like I said, I, I flow in the arts. That's, that's basically what God's called me, uh, to do for, for during worship time, also at home in my, in my own time. Um, but what I have found is that worship is so like multi, it's multifaceted. So it's so, because God is so big, the one that we worship is so big that to try to zero down and say what worship really is um, would be really impossible. So if I could maybe just start off, Lisa, just simplifying, uh, give it a very simple definition of what I kind of narrowed it down to be. And I'd like mm -hmm. this to share. Let me put my glasses on here. Okay. I'm going to uh, give you the full screen. So, go Okay. Awesome. Thank you. You know, I look at, I look at worship uh, like a diamond because a diamond is multifaceted. There's so many sides. And one thing about a diamond, as we all know, ladies, is that every woman loves a diamond and there's a lot of value and it's precious. So the first thing I wanna say that worship is very precious and it is something that we are to um, keep in very high regard. And it's precious to the Lord and it's also precious to us because we are the bride and he is the one we are worshiping is the bridegroom. But I just want to very quickly, something I jotted down, just a few thoughts that I wanted to share that worship is the right response to who God is and his worth ship. That's what worship is. It's, it's honoring and giving the proper response uh, to God, to the Godhead, um, for his worship. And it comes by the Holy Spirit. That's very important. There's a scripture I'm going to quickly share too in regards to that to back up this, uh, this, this statement here. So it comes by the Holy Spirit, worship, and through the person of Jesus Christ. So worship for the believer begins with the revelation of God. Very important to understand. Um, it is also giving reverence and deep adoration to someone in recognition of their merit and worth. And I'll tell you what, our God has great merit and great worth. He is worthy to be praised. It is not an outward duty, as some may do on Sundays uh, out of duty, which uh, I kind of look at that more as a religious uh a religious thing that people may do. They may sing a couple, two, three, four songs. And then the way they come in, they lead the same exact way. And so um, I kind of call that a religious spirit. And, uh, but it, but worship is an inner deep love that overflows outwardly through expression 
In other words, it's something that is so in you. It's like the river of God It's this fountain. Jesus talked about that in John 4, 14, that there's living water, this living water to spring up within. So when we're worshiping what's in our heart, you can't contain it. It's just so radical. And, and it just comes up and it just comes out. And um, so it, it, worship is so powerful. And tonight we're going to be talking a little bit about um, warfare in worship. But one thing, too, I want to share with everyone that uh, something that I had revelation of that, you know, when we go back to the originator of worship, uh, which was Lucifer. And in uh, Ezekiel 28 verses 12 through 19, it talks about the Luciferian spirit in the king of Tyre. And so we can see uh, the whole origin is all laid out in who Lucifer was, what he looked like. He was the most beautiful of all angels. He was the, the, chief, uh, the chief angel. And he was the anoint. The Bible says that, that he was the anointed cherub that covered the throne of God. So when uh, pride set in with Lucifer, but now, first of all, his main business, his number one job was to produce the sound of heaven of worship unto the Lord. That was his job. And um, so when pride set in, uh, as we know that God expelled Lucifer from the heavens, brought him down lowly here into the earth. Okay, so now where Lucifer was supposed to produce the sound of heaven and, and, and to cover that throne in worship, uh, now there was a void in a vacuum. So this is what the Lord showed me, that um, the ecclesia, that would be us, the called out ones, the church, the church now, the ecclesia now takes the place of the, where Lucifer used to uh, produce the sound of worship and the sound of heaven uh, and the worship around the throne. The church now has replaced that vacant place where Lucifer once was. Now we are, according to, to Ephesians 2, 6, that we have been co-raised with Christ and co-seated with him in the heavenly, in the heavenly realms, in our heavenly seats. So this is right before the throne of God. So I just thought that was like really awesome. We can really get a revelation of that. Satan has been, Lucifer has been kicked out of heaven. And now the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones are now in that place right before the throne of God. So as we worship the Lord, we are not distant. We're not trying to reach him. We are right there in his presence. That's so good. That is so good. And, you know, it's very interesting. I had a vision, Karen. I had this vision and it was interesting because I was, I was in the throne room with the father and I, and it was, I was right next to him and I saw all these people and they were dancing and they were like shouting, like, ah! you know, and they were just worshiping, but there was this, like, there was this wall, there was this wall mm. that was separating them. Mm. And it was like, and so I share that with um, with one of my apostles, and uh, he's he's a spiritual dad to be Russ Painter, and he he said that it was like let's tear down that veil that mm. really bothered him because there were so many people who don't believe that they can engage fully 
with the Lord. They feel that there's a barrier, that there's something. But God is saying, no, 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 no. We are seated in heavenly places, that we're able to go boldly into the throne room, that we are allowed to um, to go and do these um have these encounters and we can worship and angels are coming in yeah. and there's yes. all this activity, but people think that worship is such a, um, it, they think it's more sedentary that they think that, you know, Oh, it's, it's down here. And then there was this other time that, that we were worshiping at this church and I could see the finger of God. And then I could see it almost like it was going up, going up, going up. And it was going through this like thin piece of almost like, um, like a saran wrap. And mm. it was going up and it was going up and I could see the, the, that the saran wrap was being stretched. It was going up and yeah. going up and it was going up. And then all of a sudden the worship stopped. And when the worship stopped, the finger came back down. And wow. the Lord said, you almost burst the bubble. And I was like, and I was trying to figure that out. I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? Because there is, there is when we keep a cap Mm -hmm. on, what, on what God wants to do when we are in control, because we are in control. Yes. But if we if we get that cap off, man, it's like, you know, it's like major explosion. It's like all these crazy encounters and talking about healings and all this stuff that's going to break loose and break out. Yeah. So what are some of the what are some of the the strategies that that you believe that God is is trying to give us? to enter in into a more powerful way. Yeah, well, I mean, everything starts from abiding in him. Everything is uh, nothing. Nothing can happen unless we, we as the vine, uh, the branches remain in the vine. So the koinonia, the fellowship, the intimacy. And before, you know, I, I look at our life and, and every aspect um, as worship. There's different, there's all different ways of worship. Like I says, it's very multifaceted. Uh, for me, uh, I, I love to show my love, my honor, my respect um, unto the Lord as I worship uh, and my passion for him and my passion to worship him because he's worthy of it. And by the way, it's loaded in the book of Psalms. It is loaded. God literally tells us many, many different ways that he loves to be worshiped. And sometimes even a command, uh, a command would be uh, Psalm 150 verse four. And it says, praise him with tambourine and dancing. So a lot of people with it, tambourines or dancing in the church or, well, I mean, this is the old Testament. This is pre-cross. So how much more freedom and liberty do we have post-cross to be able to, um, to express our love and our joy um, and, you know, unto the Lord before his throne? Uh, when I train in the ministry of dance, I train the people that one of the first things I tell them is when we come out as a team, first of all, we're not performers. We've had to, I've had to train, retrain people even a whole new language when it comes to the arts that we are priests and ministers, according to uh, Isaiah 61, uh, 6, it says that, that you shall be called priests of the Lord and you shall be called ministers of, my, of, of the Lord our God. So that's the first thing that I teach. And that's very important to understand. It's not a show. And that's number one. And number two, that when we dance, 
when we minister, we minister and dance, that when we do that, uh, we are on the courts of heaven. And that Jesus, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they are the audience. The people that are here in the earth realm, they have the privilege of watching us. But when we minister where true worship is, we have love, dumb eyes, you know, fixation on him, looking at him. Everything is surrounds the centrality of Christ. So that's really important to understand that a lot of times I can go into churches and people just all during worship, they're looking all around and, you know, and, and there, there's a lot of different distractions. And maybe we could talk about that too tonight. Maybe some of the deterrents and distractions, but I just, that's a really good point is that, that when we worship, that we see ourselves where we truly are. And that is on the courts of heaven. Mm. Yeah. Yes. 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 Let's see. Let's see if we can do this. Okay. Can you guys hear me now? We have no sound. Can't hear Lisa. <laughs> can you hear me? Can you guys I hear can, me? I can hear you, Lisa. Okay. We can't hear you. No audio, Lisa. Okay. Hold on one second. I'm going to just do. Yeah. Well, you know what? That is because. Hold on one second, Kara. Don't go anywhere. Take authority of the Prince of Power of Air. Mm. Oh, okay. We're back. Can you guys hear us? Can you guys hear us? Five, five. Okay. So one of the, I'll, I'll just say it again. Um, okay. So one of the things that I heard, I, <laughs> okay, we're, we're back. You can hear me now. Um, one of the things that I heard the Lord say is I heard the Lord say that I want you to dance like Miriam dance. And what the Lord started to tell me was that there, there must have been something because, because Miriam came out of Egypt, that she was the sister of Moses, that she came out of, out of Egypt. So there must have been some sort of an anointing on her that perhaps maybe because God is a God of restoration. So is it possible because she was a dancer that perhaps she could have danced in Egypt, that there was something about her, that she was doing something and God wanted it for her, for him. And so when the Lord started to talk to me about the dance and what he started to talk to me about, he said that there is an engagement, as you know, Karen, that there was such an engagement that everything that she did was bringing a victory because there was a yes. celebration in her heart as she was hitting the tambourine, as yes. there was that sound that was going forward. It was telling the enemy that yes. there's celebration because there is 
That's yeah. one of the things that's like sometimes we don't understand that that's we think, right. well, it's just a it's just a tambourine. No, it's a sound that's going forth that is telling the enemy, no, 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 we're celebrating because we already have the victory. We have the victory. Yeah. You're and right on. I'm gonna take it a little bit deeper. You go ready? Deep, go deep. Go ahead. Okay. It's all in my book. Okay. I think it's in, uh, in chapter five of my book. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm going to read this scripture to you because sure. I, I, I'm a firm believer in, in the word, the word yeah. of God and everything being based, um, being backed up. But the uh, the scripture I was talking about, Ezekiel 28, the 12 through 19. Um, when we go to, let's see, what verse is it? Uh, here it is here. Uh, in verse 13. And it gives it, it talks about, now it's talking about Lucifer. You were in Eden, the garden of God. And it's, it says all the different stones that, that was, he was crowned and he was all jeweled up. And, and then it says here, and it says the workmanship of your tabrets. Now tabrets, mm -hmm. uh, tabrets mm -hmm. in the Bible is tambourine. And in the English, it's tambourine. Right, right. So it says the workmanship of your tabrets and your pipes, here it is, was in you. Mm. It was in him. God right. gave him uh, instruments with pipes and the tambourine. Okay. Yep. So listen. So remember, Lucifer's job was to produce the sound of heaven of worship. Right. So mm -hmm. when he when he was casted down out of heaven into and onto the earth, so was that tambourine. It rightfully belonged to him. So right. I know when I pick up a tambourine, I know that I can pick it up knowing that it once belonged to Lucifer, who was my enemy. I can shake that thing as mockery in his face. And what happens is I take my hand, which is a weapon of war. When you read, uh, what is it? It is Psalms 47. Mm -hmm. It says, clap your hands, O ye people. Shout mm -hmm. unto God with a voice of, of triumph, right? Clap your hands. So when your hands are weapons of war. That's so right. Clap, that word in the Hebrew of clap is tokal. And it means to smite and drive a tent peg. So it is a, it is a force. So if I take my hand, that's a weapon, and a tambourine, that's a weapon against the kingdom of heaven. And when those two bodies hit and make that sound, boy, you're awakening the enemy's mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. better know, I would say, that's why the training in the arts is very important. Colors, flags, streamers, tambourines, tassels, because even with tassels, it's all about winnowing, uh, Chinese silk fans, pantomime, all forms of the arts. Everything has a very, very biblical, specific meaning to it. So that tambourine, that thing that your desire once belonged, to Satan, so we can take it back and bring glory and honor. Remember, we, the church, the ecclesia has replaced that that void, that vacancy. Come on, come on. Okay, so let's let's because you did bring up which I was going to go to was pantomime. Okay, so we think of mimes and we think of the white face and we think you know. Yeah. You know I did yeah. it. I'm just saying. <laughs> in high school, I was in the pantomime troupe. I get it, but. To see, you know, it's interesting because there is a pantomime if you've ever seen people who worship because they're trying to tell a story and they're telling yeah. a story without words and they're doing yeah. it with movement. And yeah. so there's something that's really beautiful and mesmerizing as you yeah. catch it. 
So yes. can you kind of talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think it was um, uh, in Eze with Ezekiel um, where he, he remember it says that the, um, that the Lord made the, his tongue stick to the roof of his mouth and he couldn't talk. Mm -hmm. and he had to lay on his side. I forget for how many days. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he had to tie, uh, he had the belt, like he, everything he did, it was, he was actually acting out, but he wasn't able to speak. Right. So, but God, he was being obedient to what God was telling him to do. But, um, uh, my pantomime is very powerful, very, very, very powerful tool. I think it's one of the most, um, it's one of that's the one even over dance I prefer to do pantomime. Um, but it has to be, you have to make sure that you're called to do it and that there's an anointing on it because I've seen some good, I've seen some bad, I've seen some ugly <laughs> and seen some ugly, you know, with it, people just getting up there and just going through motions. It's literally when you, when you're um, doing pantomime and you become that mind, you are literally taking on that person you're taking on the character, you're taking on the emotion, and you are expressing, you're expe ex expressing, so you are telling a story. The reason why we uh, paint our faces white, and we use white gloves, and usually we're all in black, usually you'll see uh, uh, mimes in black with white faces, there's a reason for that. And what we do is we highlight um, the, the parts of the face that, that bring forth expression. That would be your eyebrows. Mm -hmm. And I've and I've seen, you know, mimes come out and you know, their 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 eyes, their eyebrows, their lips are all white. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, where's your we're not going to be able to see your expression, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think the teaching and the training really needs to come in. But anyway, you highlight the eyes, your eyebrows, your lips. And then your hands tell, you know, they, they, they tell that story or whatever it is that you're trying. Sorry. I'm just very expressed with my hands. <laughs> well, so am I, it's the Italian. Yeah. That's, well. that's what it is. It's the Italian, but, um, and, you know, and it's interesting cause you know, like I said, you know, I, in high school, I was in a pantomime troupe. So, you know, the whole eyes, the whole, you know, the whole thing I could put, let me tell you, I could put white face on. <laughs> the uh, but the the interesting thing is that it is something that's used to worship God mm -hmm. because you would think of like Marcel Marceau, who was a very famous pantomimist, you know, and you don't see that how could God use something like that, but yet everything, everything that is creation, everything is that is the arts, everything that is the drama, it, it all comes from heaven, everything. Yeah. Like yeah. all of it because it's an expression of love. He is, yeah, he is, um, he is the creator. He is a creator God, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and the difference between moving in dance and versus moving in uh, the ministry of pantomime is that pantomime is overly dramatic. So in dance, you know, you could have one move, which would be a natural move, but pantomime, it's, it's so much bigger. It's, it's so much over more the top. <laughs> it is. But see, isn't, isn't our God? Is not oh, over, so the top. over the top. Absolutely. <laughs> so over the top. And I also wanted to talk about the clothing because you talked about it in your book. You talked about the robes and you talk about the priestly garment. I love that. The priestly yeah. garment. Yeah. 
because you're really getting yourself into a place. Like when you start donning the, these outfits, like to even today, like, I'm just going to tell you, Karen, like I picked this outfit just for you. Cause I felt it was an expression. <laughs> it's beautiful, by the way. I was going to say, you're looking really, really beautiful there. No, but, <laughs> no, but, but, it's, so. but truthfully, like if, if we, if we start to, and I'm playing, but um, you know, there are times that God will tell you, I want you to wear this, or I yeah. want you to wear that. A lot yeah. of the things that, that some of the, my, um, clothing pieces, God has said, I want you to get that yeah. I, because there's something to the color. And that's yes. where I wanted to go to. I yeah. wanted to talk about the color. Okay. Yeah. Colors, colors mean a lot. Um, and you know, the, like, especially with flags, uh, when you're in, you know, in the middle of worship, which is warfare, by the way, worship is just automatic warfare because, you know, we're here, we're in the terrestrial realm, you know, and then you have the second heaven and that's, that's, that's Satan's domain, the second heaven. And you have the third heaven, which is the throne. So we're here and, you know, we're, it's, it's just warfare because the mm -hmm. prince of power of air will do everything that he can to distract us and to keep us from actually you know, keeping our eyes transfixed and gazed on, on the lover of our soul. But, mm -hmm. uh, as far as color, uh, there colors mean different things. Uh, red, for instance, red could mean war warfare. So a lot of times if I'm doing intercessory prayer and I feel it's time to war, I pull out my red flags. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. And even different material, um, uh, most of my flags are very silky, very flowy, beautifully. So when you move and dance with them, they look very pretty. They actually, <laughs> there's been times I've danced with the flags and people said, you're, as you move, he says, you know, the, your flags are actually speaking. They're speaking. Mm -hmm. I hear God speaking even as I watched with those flags moving, mm -hmm. but with warfare, um, it's a little bit, a uh, little bit, the texture of the materials are usually more like a nylon. So mm -hmm. when I go to do any kind of breaking down, striking down movements, um, it gives this loud rip and whip mm -hmm. sound. It's, it's, it's very powerful. And um, so anyway, love can be warfare. Love, uh, uh, red could be love, warfare. Um, it, green, green is usually prosperity and also healing. And then mm -hmm. in my book, I, I bring all the scriptures in with it too. Yep. Yellow and orange. That's uh, usually like jubilee and joy mm -hmm. and praise. Orange is usually in praise. Mm -hmm. Purple, as we probably all know, we, we could probably all guess what purple is, but it is royalty and kingship. Royalty. Yep. Yes. Yes. Gold is the glory. Um, blue is heaven, Holy Spirit, the river, the river mm -hmm. of God. Come on. Living water, the river of God, uh, that's within us that can just be, you know, pulled out and expressed. So, depending right. on whatever songs are playing or whatever, right, you know, right. um, you'd want to, you know, try to if you can, if you have those flags in different colors. We have a variety in our church, you know, we, you know, we, we, we want to make sure that we're, you know, ministering if we're out there ministering with the correct colors. Absolutely. And, you know, and, but the other thing is that, like you were saying earlier, that, you know, flags have a different, um, there's a, a specification for each flag. And mm -hmm. what it's going to do is going to gain the attention of, of heaven, that God's going to say, oh, wait a second, flags up. Let's see what, you know, what color. 
and yeah. what angel needs to be sent. So yeah. if you're doing ministering, you know, God's going to see those flags that you said, like the green flags. Okay. Yeah. And God's going to say, okay, my, my ministering angels are going to come. My healing angels are yeah. going to come. That's going to come and saturate the area and, yeah. and bring things forth. Because, you know, even um, I, I've been in sessions and I have a really good friend, Russ Painter's wife, Debbie Painter, is a, she does beautiful worship with flags. And there have been so many times that angels have participated with her. Mm -hmm. And you can see the angels inside the flags. It's just, yeah. just really, really beautiful. But the other thing that she's done is she's used them she's used it um, one time she used it as a um she used it to like lay down just like you said a river and people walked over it and then sometimes she used it as a chapa so just like for a marriage and she yes. brought people up and she did she made it these beautiful flags like chapa and and so she was saying you know that we're going to be married to jesus because we are the bride and so there yeah. was this beautiful wedding ceremony and this trans uh, transference of, of an exchange of um our 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 hearts to his and his heart to ours but yeah. then there's also been times of just people who have been on the floor and then all of a sudden i've been in churches where all right i'm on the floor and all of a sudden somebody comes over and they put that flag over and it's yeah. for that soaking can you talk a little bit more about that because i think that's just something yeah. i didn't quite understand i thought they were covering me but they were actually doing something more well, yeah, I mean, um, I have used, I have these huge, beautiful, huge, they're Chinese uh, silk. It's one of the finest silk that you can have. And anyway, they're two beautiful Holy Spirit. Uh, one time I was in a service and there was um, someone on my dance ministry at the time. I had, um, the Lord had blessed me with like 50 people on mm -hmm. my art. And I had men, women, I had children from three years old. And I had uh, ministers of dance up until seven, like up to 75. It was very variety. It was really awesome. But there was this one man and he had such a passion for God, but he was not baptized in the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he had, he had such a desire to be baptized, to speak in tongues. And, and so um, I just started praying. It was at a service and it was at a prayer service. It was a three day uh, uh, fasting and prayer. And the last night we were there and I saw him and he, he was lying on the floor praying mm -hmm. and I could hear him crying out to God. Like be, he wanted to speak in tongues to be baptized. And so what I did is I heard him and I went over and I got my Holy Spirit flags. Mm hmm. And I started waving. I stood over and I just started waving. And I, I started speaking in tongues to release. Mm -hmm. So I was releasing what God had blessed me with. Mm -hmm. And then I started singing in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And then I started to dance around him uh -huh. with my flags. And next thing I know, he's just a kura barashi. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't shut up for days he told me because i'm still speaking in tongues mm -hmm. like he was so and he, he had a lot to say he he to this he is on fire for god you uh -huh. know so that's just one example uh -huh. of what could happen so right. um uh flags are very very or banners uh they are very very prophetic they're used in, in a prophetic way mm -hmm. so um I will usually people who need healing and we have, you know, altar calls and people are up there. I will take my green flags because mm -hmm. I know 
and I will, you know, sometimes I'll lay them over, over <laughs> that. Um, and uh, that, when I do that, the Lord, it could be different for other ministers, you know, of dance, but what I do is there's an impartation. So um, uh, when I, if I lay a flag over someone, that right. is heaven and, and heaven's impartation, just coming and touching them, physically touching them, and that there would be something of the Holy Spirit from Father's heart, whatever he needs to do would be imparted, whether if it's healing, mm -hmm. being baptized in the Holy Spirit, what he, you know, what, whatever the situation is. Um, one time I, I was at a dance conference and so they had asked me to come in and, and to dance, to do solo. I said, Oh, okay. I said, you know, I told my dance team, I said, y'all can come. I said, but can't dance. They just want me to dance. So they all came and there were people from Pennsylvania, you know, there was all these people there. And so there was, there was myself, I thought there was going to be a lot of dance ministers out there, but there was only like two other people and they came out, they just did, it was all free flow prophetic. There was nothing was planned. Nothing was choreographed. <laughs> so, so they went out they came out and they did one dance and, and for the rest of the night, they said, Oh, you're out there for the rest of the night. I said, Oh my Lord, I hope I can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're, I'm like, well, what, why don't you go out? Like, why don't you go? And they're like, no, no, you're, you're supposed to be out there. And I'm like, Oh Lord, you've got to give me stamina here, you know? <laughs> so anyway, so the Lord, I said, Lord, what color flag, I, you know, what do I do? Uh -huh. So I just heard green. That's all I heard was green. So when I'm like, somebody either needs pro this, you know, prosperity, prosperity. They need mm -hmm. prosperity, favor on their life, or they need healing. And I didn't right. know which. So I was just obedient, picked up the green flags and I just started dancing over and I went through over everybody. And there was this one person, one lady, she was on the, she was on the edge and she was on the end. And I, and the Lord said, just stay there with her. And I knew, I knew that dance, that particular time was for her. Mm -hmm. uh, what I didn't know was after the end of the night, I was exhausted by the way. I'm sure. <laughs> I said, Oh Lord, please don't ever do that to me yeah. again. Anyway. Um, so I get a phone call, like it was like three or four days later from the person who booked me to come in to dance. And mm -hmm. um, she told me that, that she says, do you remember? She says, you stayed over and you danced over that, that woman. And um, she basically was a cripple. And she said when she woke up that next morning, that she could walk perfectly. She went to come the doctor. Yeah, she even had a documented. And um, she says that woman wants to know if she can call you so she could talk to you to thank you. And I said, well, she doesn't have to thank me, but I would love to talk to her, you know, and I did. And she said she was 100% completely healed. Come on. Well, I just believe even, even out of my like, Lord, I don't really want to do this, but I did it out of obedience, you know, right. and just, just to be able just to release and just allow God to love on this woman and to, to feel that love, receive that love. She was manifesting in everything. You know, I didn't know what was going on. So that's just an example. 
And I think that's that's the thing that, you know, sometimes we don't understand what God is doing. And so what we need to do is just be obedient to it. You just have to say, okay, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, I'm going to do it. It's like, just like with you, you know, when after I, I talked to you, I heard the Lord said, um, you're going to dance like Miriam danced. And so I knew that worship was something that God really wanted to talk about because he's bringing us back into this place where the, the importance of what worship really is. It's, you know, and, and I'm not trying to say anything bad about the church, but that it's, it's become a show, you know, yeah. five, five songs, you know, two fast, three slow, you know, and it's like, okay. And then, then comes the, you know, it's like, okay, you pay your ticket, get your cookie and get, get the heck out of there. And, and honestly, God's like, that is not what this is about because there are days like there are certain artists that I can, and I say this, I can live in that song mm. that mm -hmm. I can live and breathe in yeah. that song. Right. You know, right yeah. now it's, um, it's Kim Walker Smith's just be mm. yes. because I, and it's just be here at your feet. Yeah. Like, no striving. There's no anything. It's just, I just want to be. Mm. I yes. just want to soak in your presence. I just want to just sit at your feet. Mm. When you see that, when you, and when you can feel it in your, in your every, in your bones and your every yeah. part yeah. of you, yes. that there's this longing yeah. to express that, that yeah. that passionate love that you have and then there are times that like the lord once had me say okay go pick up a flag i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm like okay i i don't know what i'm gonna do but you know, it's okay <laughs> yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do but okay and so you know i went and i i grabbed the flag and as i was swinging it as I was just swinging it back and forth, that's all I was doing. And it was a red flag and I was just swinging it back and forth because I really didn't know what to do. And as I was doing it, I got, I got picked up into a vision and it became, I was on a swing with Papa. Yeah. And, yeah. and so here, this expression of just moving forward and going back became this beautiful way that a father was pushing his child. Mm. And just in, and, and being a part of her that every time she came back that she didn't need anything to do to, to push forward because he had her. And mm. so there was this beautiful push. And then as I would come back to him, he would push me again. And I started to see that swing of mm. as he pushes us forward, as soon as we get to a place where we can't go any higher, we need to come back to him. Yeah, that's good. Right? Yeah. And, and so, you know, we don't, sometimes we feel silly, you know, that's why at, at my last um, daddy's girl conference, you know, we, we gave flags to all the women. Wow. They became so free because yes. our expression, yeah. our expression of love is physical. Women yes. are physical expressors of their love. Yes. And so for us to have flags or to have tambourines or, or to have any kind or even a scarf, it's yes. so, it's so natural. We're with a, um, and 
that's why I believe that that beautiful part, because now is it, isn't it true that there were dancing women who would go before the Ark of the Covenant before battles? Yes. Yes, and David, can you talk about that? Yeah, well, they they did do that. Um, there were dance different. There's different dances um, in the Bible. There's you know the victory dances. Um, there were uh, their their basic their cultural dance. There's like the, the Jewish dancing. Uh, most of the time, it was the men. Believe it or not, the men is the ones who dance. Really? Uh, yeah, a lot of in the Jewish culture, the men. When you see like parties and weddings and stuff, it's the men. Those the men, yeah. And they lift the they lift the woman up on the big chair. <laughs> it's the men, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love to see men dance. It's really um, very powerful. Men have no idea how powerful it is um, when they can be free to dance. I remember seeing my husband dance for the first time. Um, it, we, uh, you know, to some people it wouldn't have looked like a dance, but I knew it was a dance for him because. Uh -huh. You know he, you know he's not like a professional dancer or anything. He does his little, his little hops and jumps, and he spins around, and he's just, he's so free. And right. um, we were the Lord led us to a church uh, in the year two thousand to a pastor, an older gentleman, and um, he would be up on stage. He take, he'd start to dance, and he'd take off his his suit jacket. <laughs> And he spun like a, a, a twirly bird, like a whirly uh, bird. And I said, my God. And my husband looked at that and he's like, this man is, this pastor is so free. And, and he, we, you know, we both longed for that. And uh, it wasn't until we went to Toronto to catch the fire and man, we got slammed there. You can't go to Toronto and not gotten slammed. And we got so set free there. And from, from basically it was like from then on, we just, We've just been free, and we dance. We dance at our church. My husband and I will dance together. Um, you know, sometimes we we do joy dances, and we have we celebrate. We have a party. We celebrate Jesus. You know, so yeah, there's dance. Definitely dancing in the Bible. Um, there is the um, the commanded dance, which is the one I already quoted. It's uh, mm -hmm. Psalm one fifty verse four. Uh, praise his name and tambourine and dancing, and in Psalm one forty nine verse um, three. It says, let them, that is the release. Let mm. them, very interesting Come word. On. Let them praise his name with tambourine, you know, and, and I'm sorry, and dancing and make music to him with tambourine. So, you know, it's, there's the command to dance. There's the release to dance, let them. And it's almost like when we're like, if you're under, I want to be careful because I don't want to demean in any way. So, mm -hmm. but you know, when sometimes when you're, under um religious structures uh the leader will only the pastor will only let you go so far and then they cut right. it off now it's kind of like they cut it off so you don't really have that opportunity to really be free but i think the most freeing thing anyone can ever do is to dance mm. so because what it is you are literally yielding your whole entire body spirit soul and body mm -hmm. you're releasing yourself and expressing your love to him with your whole entire being. And it reminds me of, you know, um, thou shall love the Lord your God with what? With all, all your, your heart, heart soul, mm -hmm. mind, and your strength. Right? That's right. That's yeah. your, your body. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let me, let's, let me pull you back just a little bit because, you know, where we've been, especially in 2020, there was so much don't sing. 
bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, so dancing was probably, you know, you can't dance, you can't sing. But but I wanted to to kind of talk about the heart that we can carry to be a worshiper 24-7. Mm. That we can carry that heart, that our heart, even if we're not singing, even if there's no music, but our heart cry to the Lord is just a constant, like, I love you so much. Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I just, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You know what I mean? But our heart cry, because he hears the cries of our hearts, and we can get ourselves into a place where we can teach our hearts our hearts to constantly worship him worship yes we can worship with our mouths we can worship with our bodies but we can also worship with our spirit our spirit never sleeps so if we start to teach ourselves how to stay in that perpetual worship so that we have almost worship 24 7 that's where revival breaks out that's where the holy spirit comes in and goes because you've made your temple and we're going to talk about that because you talked about your temple. But mm-hmm. you've made your temple into this place of I, I just want I just want constant worship to be to be here. So it's going to be on my mouth if I'm if I'm up. It, it's going to be on my mouth if if it's if I can move I'm going to move. But if I'm sleeping, my heart is still going to be in that place of worship. Mm-hmm. So can you kind of talk about how we can get ourselves into that place? Honestly, I mean, for me, um, for me, I have learned to walk in a high level of gratitude, to have an attitude of gratitude. Mm -hmm. That's what keeps me. That's that's what keeps me close to Papa's heart Mm -hmm. is, I mean, the very moment I, I open my eyes, I just start thanking him, telling him how much I love him, how grateful I am. To him, I thank him for my home. I thank you for electricity. I mean, just the simple things in life that, you know, I, I just, there's nothing like if anyone has children, right? There's nothing like having a thankful, a, a respectful child to say, oh, well, thank you. You're very polite, you know, mm-hmm. and and thank you. And, and um, you know, that's just me, Lisa. That's, that's what I've learned to do. I, I think it's in Timothy. It says, train yourselves to be godly. So it really is a lifestyle. It's training and and, in it worship is um, we were created to worship. We were created, you know, God inhabits, he comes and he dwells and, you know, he inhabits the praises of his people. So he comes and he dwells and he, and he, and he, and he lives with us. So it's when we get revelation of that, just that one scripture, knowing that, that God inhabits, he comes to live and dwell within us. Um, for those who, you know, he, he, he inhabits the praises of his people that, um, that worship, like you said, it can be going on constantly, you know, it's, but it's also, um, I think just acknowledging God in, if we can learn to train ourselves to be godly and to, to, um, see God in everything, every circumstance, right? Every place we go, God is there, right? If he's inhabiting us, we take him with us. So we can have koinonia, we can have fellowship, we can have intimacy, we can have fun, we can laugh with him, we can cry with him. He is our, he's our all in all, he's our everything. So all of who we are, he's there. Yes. And so when we, even through 
through our tears, those tears are even, I look at tears are an act of worship unto mm -hmm. the Lord. Because mm -hmm. the Bible says in, uh, that, that he takes our tears and he bottles them. And so they're precious. And worship is precious. I started off with that. It's like a diamond. And it mm -hmm. has great value. Very great value. And, um, and it's very precious to him. And um, there is, uh, if we have time, there is one scripture that I would like to. Absolutely. Um, you have time. I do have time. Oh, yeah. Can I go there now? Of course, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> it's yeah. his show. You think he's like, I, you got all the time in the world. What do you mean? I know. I just, um, it's just something that, you know, I think that we can get a deeper revelation on this, yeah. that revelation changes us, you know, when, yeah. when God uncovers things and takes, removes things that we haven't seen or heard before. And like, wow, I never thought about that. You know, mm -hmm. but, you know, we all pretty much know this particular scripture. This is um, John I guess uh, we're going to find out what that scripture is because she'll have to come back. But I did also want to talk about how there, here she comes. Hold on. Cultural barriers, gender wait, barriers. Wait, wait, Karen, Karen, go, go back because you got thrown off. Ooh, oh, okay. Where okay. did I leave off? Okay. I'll just start from the beginning. Okay. So Jesus is talking to a Samaritan woman, which I said was a no, no, like Jews yeah. did not do that. And out of John 4, 23 through 24, and this it says, but the, Jesus is talking, he says to her, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshiper. So there's three words in this scripture. There's three words I want to highlight to bring some little teaching and understanding to. So when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father is seeking such to worship him. So, like I said, it's valuable. Worship is very, very valuable and so valuable enough that the Father is seeking after those who will worship him. And those who will worship him must, it must worship him in spirit and truth. So um, I want to focus on three words. The first one is the word true, true worshipers. So if Jesus is saying that, that, that the Father is looking for true worshipers, that means that there's false worshipers. Oh, come on. Let's talk about that. I'm going to get back to this. Not real worshipers. Come on. <laughs> okay. I'll get back to that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so he's looking for true worshipers. And that word true um, in um, in the Greek is alathinos. And the word true means he's looking for it's real and genuine. Genuine. Organic, authentic unity between what is true and its origin. That's what the word true means. And what is true inside and out? That's what that word true means, right? So mm -hmm. it's true and real because it is birthed out of the spirit of revelation that leads us into all truth. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So everything, everything is directed. Worship is always directed back to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the next word I want to look at is the word worshipers. So he's looking for true worshipers. Proskunetes is the Greek word, and it means an adorer, somebody who adores, to love and respect deeply. Now, this is what I love. Also means to go down to my knees and kiss. Oh, I got to talk to you about that, but go ahead. <laughs> now listen, so the scholars have said that from this word is known yep. as the kissing ground. 
between the bride and the bridegroom. Come on. That's Come what that on. means. Worshiper. Come on. To, to kneel down and to kiss. Mm -hmm. And it's actually known, it could be known as the kissing ground. That's that's intimacy. So this isn't just do four songs, you know, give a word mm -hmm. and leave, and you're gonna leave the service the same way that you came in, right? Now, this is a first love, mm -hmm. first love. Um, bride, bridegroom, dove's eyes, love sick worshiper. Oh, come on. Song of Solomon. See, Valerie it gets it. Valerie gets it. <laughs> Song of Solomon is so awesome. The dove's oh, eyes. gosh, please don't even. Please. So, please, please so God's please. not seeking just any old type of worshiper. No, this is a lay-down lover. Mm. This is a lay-down lover who is not ashamed mm. to express their love to him from their heart. Mm -hmm. And um, and then the Lord led me to Zephaniah 317. Oh, I love this scripture. On. The, Lord, the Lord your God is in your midst. He's in your midst. The mighty one will say, here it is. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Well, mm -hmm. that word rejoice in the Hebrew is galil. And it means to spin around with violent emotions of joy. So God is a happy God mm -hmm. and he dances over his bride. This is the rejoicing. Um, and listen, and as he is, so are we, right? In this yes. world. So because God can dance, guess what? We can dance. And the scriptures throughout, and especially in the Psalms, it talks quite a bit about the different types of dances. And the word gladness uh, in the Hebrew is smakal, and it means um, with amusement, especially expressed in laughter. Come in on. Laughter. All right. Okay. Oh, continue. But I, I got stuff. I got, I got, I have like, I have like, okay. You're fine now. Your so turn. No, 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 it's not. So I just want to, I want to give some clarity because the, the one thing that when I see Jesus, he's always laughing, but he yeah. doesn't just laugh. It's not like, oh. no, he throws his head back and his hair goes like, whoosh, whoosh, <laughs> you know, and his hair goes back and it twinkles and it twinkles like, like gold. And he mm -hmm. laughs, and it's a big belly laugh. It's not just this contained, you know, it's this big belly laugh. And um, I wanted to, to, when you were talking about kissing, okay, so there was this, um, I had this vision, and um, it was um, it was after I saw the vision. It was the same day, and it was the vision. Maybe it was a couple of days later, but anyway, um, I was in the throne room with with Jesus, and Jesus and I were dancing, and mm -hmm. so we were dancing, and we were in this we were doing this beautiful waltz, and I looked over, and on this same because I was with I was praying with somebody, and as we were praying together, I saw Jesus with her, and they were dancing at the same time as I I was like wait. Hello, wait, you're you're supposed to be with me, you know? And I and I saw her dancing and they were spinning around, like you were saying, they were spinning around and they were laughing. But what was really interesting, and I and when you said that about the kissing, Jesus went up some steps mm -hmm. and he bowed before the father. He bowed. But then he took my hand and he, he presented me. He put his hand to present me and I walked up the steps and I took the father's hand and I kissed it. Mm. There is something about kissing the hand of the father. Mm. That is the worship. 
Wow. That's is that every time we worship, we can see ourselves going up those steps mm. and kissing his hand. Mm. Wow. That's so good. Can I tell you a kissing moment I had? Oh, please. I love kissing moments, guys. <laughs> but this is interesting because I needed a kiss. I needed something. I needed God to show up. So mm -hmm. I was asked, um, I was asked to come and to minister uh, in dance at this, at this, it was a conference and there were all of these, it was for pastors. It was for the, actually it was for the assemblies of God, mm -hmm. believe it or not. And um, so I was asked to come and there were all these big wigs, you know, these district, district high, you know, the higher ups coming in, all these pastors coming in. There was probably, uh, probably about 200 of them that were there. And I was so nervous. Like, I don't know why, but I was just so like, Lord, I don't know if I can do this because I could, I could just feel, and most of them, they were all men. So I was basically, so I had that, the gender thing I had to break through. Mm -hmm. I had some, a lot of religious spirits that I had to break through. Mm -hmm. But my pastor at the time, he loved the ministry of dance. So he had me come in and I danced to um, Phil Driscoll, one of Phil Driscoll's old songs, um, uh, I Exalt Thee. Mm. And uh, it was a beautiful song. So mm -hmm. the trumpets, it's just, you know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but I just had this. So sometimes when God calls you, you and I to do things, even though we've been doing it, but yet there's times where you feel inadequate. You feel like, oh no, like I, I don't think I can do this. So mm -hmm. there was work, there was some worship that was going on. And before I actually came out, they, you know, they before I actually came out myself mm -hmm. and did the solo to open up before the speaker. And all I remember is I laid myself prostrate on the floor. Mm -hmm. I was so scared. <laughs> and I felt so inadequate and intimidated. And I I just got as low as I can and I, I'm laying there face down and I'm like, and I'm literally, I'm almost in tears. I said, Lord, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't do it. I, I just felt like, you know, and then he came to me. I literally felt his presence come to me because mm -hmm. I was literally, I went from lying prostrate to actually lying in a fetal position. Mm -hmm. I got into that part. Like I was just like in a fetal position and I just didn't want to move out of that spot. Because I, at that moment, I felt very safe there in the corner. <laughs> so I felt, I could literally felt it was Jesus. I could feel his presence. I didn't see anything. I felt him. And all of a sudden, I felt him kiss my cheek. He kissed me. He kissed me. And mm -hmm. he whispered in my ear. I could hear in my spirit. I could hear him say, when you are weak, I am strong. Oh, come on. So he says, now arise, my daughter, it's time. So I got up and I took, I got into the back. I got my flags. I got everything that, you know, whatever. I said, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing. I was, you know, just flowing by the spirit. And I could probably say it was probably one of, one of my most powerful dances I've mm -hmm. ever done. Mm -hmm. I felt his presence so strong and the lead one of the, there's a really big, super, one of these big mega churches, uh, it was mm -hmm. a God church. And 
at the end, he was the speaker. And as soon as I was done that dance, I literally like ran back to the room and I like collapsed on the floor. I was just like, so like I emptied myself. I gave it my all. And next thing I know, there was a knock, knock on the door, true story, mm -hmm. knock on the door. And it was this preacher who was the guy he was speaking. He mm -hmm. sent somebody in there and he said, um, Pastor So, I don't want to name, but Pastor So-and-so would like for you to come to the front. And I'm like, and I'm crying. I'm all, you know, <laughs> you know, when you're under uh -huh. that influence, you know, and I'm just crying. I'm like, I can't. He goes, I can't leave this room without you. Uh. And he says, please, he's calling for you. And I'm like, oh, Lord. Okay. So I got myself together. He takes me to the front. He looks at me. Now, this guy has a big, he has like a, a mega church. He's got a huge arts and dance ministry that mm -hmm. flows in his church. And he said, he looked at me and he said, um, he says, I have seen the arts. I've never seen a dance like that. And um, he says, and I want that passion that you have. Mm. And he had me. I lay my hands on him in front of all. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I share that with you. That, and then he wanted me to come, you know, and to come to his church and dance. But my pastor at that time, he would not release me to go. But so I submit it to that. But mm -hmm. I say all that to say this, that, um, you know, if the Lord does call you into the ministry of arts and dance, you're going to be so uncomfortable because you're using your body. You're using everything, you know, so we have to get over just that as a woman, right? We got to get over those issues with our body and how we look and, you know, and, um, but the Lord will meet us in those places where, where you can't, um, he will come. And if you need a kiss, he will kiss you. You talk about a kissing ground. That was my moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, the very first time I ever danced with Jesus, he um, he kissed me on the cheek. Mm. He took me out to the dance floor. Mm. He let me look at his face because I was ashamed because mm. I couldn't look at his face. I could only see his chest, you know. Mm. And um, But he said to me, he said, Lisa, he said, when you have a strong dance partner, the dance partner can dance you all over the entire stage mm. and he can twirl you and it's effortless and it's beautiful to watch. He says, but if you have two people who both want to lead, it becomes awkward mm. and it becomes difficult and the mm. dance has to end. Wow. He said, but if you let me, he goes, I will dance you across continents. I will <laughs> dance you across this country. I will dance with you. Wow. Will you dance with me? That's when I understood worship. Wow. That's wow. when I understood worship because when you get that, when you realize that we get to dance, but we get to let him lead. Yes. Yes. If he is a good leader, if you've never danced before, but you have a strong leader, you can dance. Yes. Because they know how to move you and how to turn you. They know how to keep your frame straight. They know how to tuck in your, your back and pull you in tight so yes. that you're able to be moved. They're able to move your feet. Yes. Yes. They're able to do these things. That's what they're yes. trained to do. Yes. But so many times people are trying to be the leader 
And if we would just let go and let Jesus lead, he will dance with us. And That's isn't true. that so much nicer than pick up your cross and follow me? <laughs> I mean, yeah. seriously, because yeah. it's kind of the same thing. It's about surrendering. It's about yeah. letting him do it. It's about not having a will. It, it, it's not about wanting to, to, to go where you want to go, but going where he wants to go. But, yeah. but if you think about this beautiful dance, this beautiful act of worship, that we can do each and every time we get with him, that we can actually say, okay, Lord, let my worship be my day. Let my yeah. worship to you be my day. Just, just guide me into whatever it is I'm supposed to do and let that be my worship. Mm, that's you know? good. Mm. And yeah. Um, so like what, what, what we've shared, uh, we've shared two, two, uh, two different, you know, different aspects of, of the, of the dance. And, uh, we have a dance that to where we can dance before the Lord. And then we can have a dance where we dance with him. Oh, come on. That just hit me. That yeah. hit me hard. That was good. But now I do want to talk about one other thing because it does talk about in song of songs, which is one of my favorite books. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can, I can, I could live in Song of Songs, right? I mean, seriously, I could live in Song of Songs. Um, but there is something about your fragrance from your worship. Mm. Mm. That there oh. is a fragrance. There is a smell. Yeah. That comes when yeah. we worship. Hmm. My um my first dance mentor that I had I had I've never had any uh training as far as professional training like being a little girl and like I've never had that kind of dancing my my background is really through the Holy Spirit and um but then the Lord sent me to uh, a general in the faith who taught me intercession which is all about intimacy you know, interceding and, you know, and, and praying and having monologue dialogue and I'm sorry, dialogue, not monologue, but dialogue, mm -hmm. you know, with the lover of your soul. And, mm -hmm. um, she, she took me to the next level, um, and taught me in regards to the ministry of dance out in the street for evangelism. I, we traveled in the different, uh, countries and we ministered and, um, through the arts that way. But um, that fragrance, she taught me that before we would even put on our garments to anoint our garments. So we mm. would a beautiful smelling oil and we would anoint and we would consecrate those garments. Those garments are different than regular, ordinary gar street clothing. They were mm -hmm. set apart, just mm -hmm. like military. The military, mm -hmm. they have their garments. They're not regular civilian street clothes. And so neither is the min the minister of the dance. Um, we have the garments that have been, that have been consecrated unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, um, the, that fragrance, you know, is it is, it's like a sweet perfume. Listen, God can manifest his presence uh, tangibly, whether if it's through physical healing um, whether if it's through joy, somebody needs joy, maybe they're depressed and suicidal and the Lord can use you to minister over someone and, and joy can be released. Some, they could feel the love of God. They can feel the embrace of God, the kisses of God. Uh, they can smell God. Can oh, let, let, 
So we talk about the smell. Yeah. The smell. Yeah. Well, I mean, for, from my experiences, um, I usually will smell very flowery, like roses. Mm-hmm. I will usually smell those, those types of flowery, um, fragrances. Uh, I know, uh, in the spirit when he is around, if God wants to manifest his presence that way, it is mm-hmm. through, uh, no. through, through the smell. And, you know, God can activate our, our five senses in the natural as well as spiritually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I will tell you that um, there's definitely something here. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm getting I'm getting completely, yeah, my nose is starting to itch, but I've been smelling something for a while. <laughs> I've been smelling something. All of a sudden, it, it, I, I caught something. I'm like... What is that? Oh, yeah. And, you know, and that's the whole thing because when, um, you know, you don't, you you listen to the scriptures, you read the scriptures about the the fragrance, (laughs) the fragrance of, um, of, of, He's a lily, lily. He might smell like lily, lily of the valley. The rose (laughs) shard. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I'll get through this. Um. Oh goodness. Um, so the, I can't, ah, okay. The smells, you know, the smells that come, the, um, that, that fragrance, you know, you, you read it in the scriptures and you say to yourself, Oh, that's, that's such a beautiful way uh, to kind of describe it. But I don't really think that that's necessarily the case, but it truly, it truly is the, the, the fragrance the mm. fragrance God has. Jesus has different fragrances. God has different fragrances. Angels mm. have different fragrances. There, mm. are, there are smells that are just constantly circling us, and we're we we tune in. When you tune into that place, you start to understand, and and all of a sudden, shoop, all mm. of your senses become alive for the yeah. first time. Yeah, and so you start to you start to see things in the spirit. You start to smell things in the spirit. You start to to um to hear things in the spirit and to touch things in the spirit. You yeah. know, it's like that's how you can tell. Like, wait, is this me? Or because it's so tangible. Like when you felt Jesus kissing you, yeah, you felt him kissing. You're like, oh my goodness, Jesus is kissing me. You know, <laughs> and it's like because you could feel it. There's a there's a, a I don't know how to explain it, but it's like we, when we understand about how we can put ourselves into that, that we're seated in heavenly places with him, that we can experience all of these things because, and they're scriptural. It's not hocus pocus. Come on now. It is scriptural. And guess what? We are the aroma of Christ. That's right. We carry because he's in us and we are Christ carriers. That's right. That, that we are his aroma, that the aroma that we smell is Christ in us, you know, and being, it's yes. like it permeates, you know, yes. love permeates. You ever see someone really in love? I mean, they're mm-hmm. just love struck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always, I always say, I go, I am such a smitten kitten. <laughs> I oh, am God. such a smitten kitten. I really am. Because... <laughs> Glory, glory, right? Can't you? Okay, all right. It's not just me. I want, I want you. (laughs) 
I want you to partake of what I'm feeling right now. Lord have mercy. Jesus. But that, and that's, that's the whole thing, you know, as we, as we like are, are, we're, we just allow ourselves to just, you know, come in and, and to get ourselves wrapped up, you know, yeah. in, in him. And, um, and I think that like when you do that and you understand it, it's like, you don't want to disconnect. You want to yeah. kind of live there. I'm yeah. just right. Yeah. You just like, want to live was there. Peter, yeah. When they were up in the Mount Transfiguration. Oh, it's yeah. good that we're here. Should we build some tents? Yes. Because who the heck wants to leave? I know. You want to stay in that place. You want to stay in that love bubble. I always call it the love bubble. Yeah, you know, when you're in that love bubble with him, it's like, do you really care about anything else? Not really. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. no, not really. You know? So, so maybe there may be some, um, you know, that are listening, watching and listening now that maybe they hear us be all Google-eyed and be all, you know, the dove's eyes. Oh yeah, the dove's eyes and song, song, song of song, song of Solomon. I just want to share that. Me too. You got to go. Oh, got to go. Oh gosh. Okay, go ahead. That the dove's eyes. That's uh, um, very interesting because I did a study on on doves, and just to keep it very very short, that doves when they mate, when they come together, when they find a mate. Um, they stay with one mate. They don't run around. They're not like harlots or, you know, they, they stay when they finally connect and they, they stay together for life, for life. So mm -hmm. they're monogamous, mm -hmm. right? And that's what we should be too. We should be monogamous. We should have no other gods, no other lovers, no other that's idols. Right. Right? So that's we're right. doves eyes. They're, they're monogamous. They, and doves cannot see peripheral. They only see straight ahead. So they have what's called um, a bi binocular vision. So there's there's no like distractions. They're not. They can only see with a tunnel vision, straight ahead. And that. so when you read that in Song of Solomon, Song of Songs, that you know it says, "Oh my love, you you know you you have dove's eyes." Well, it gives you a little bit deeper understanding what that you know the lover was 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 saying. And, um, and what that actually really means. That means that those eyes are, are, are transfixed, that gaze mm. transfixed. And there's nothing else distracting me. Nothing mm. on the side, nothing around is distracting. All I can see is you. you. Okay, so I'm hearing the song, I only have eyes for you. <laughs> That's it. That's the song I'm hearing, you know. That's good. That's good. And, and that's that's the so when when you started to talk Karen about like there are people who might be saying I don't understand that. Can we can you pray for for people to start to get that so that they can start to um to start walking in this this love walk? To start moving with him and and yeah. and even encountering him in more, like especially yeah. like during their worship, if you could pray for them, I think that would be really awesome. Oh, sure, absolutely. I would be honored to do that. I do. Before I do that, though, I do want to say this: that um, that the the hindrances, like the the some maybe some of the uh, the warfare and the worship, but some of the hindrances um, before you can actually. Can, we we want to have a healthy love relationship, right? We want to have a healthy relationship. So 
Um, our spirit man is perfect. It's our soul. So things, there's possibilities of things, the hindrances would be things from our past. Things, horrible things, uh, whether if it's trauma, um, you know, any kind of wounds, sexual assaults, you know, things that have happened to us that um, each time that those, those things, how about even curse words being spoken? You're no good. You'll never amount to anything, right? Abuse, you know, abuse. So all of these things that have happened to us in our past, that all takes effect in, into our soul. And it starts to, to fracture it. So the way I, I kind of teach it, inner healing, is if you take a piece of tissue and, you know, somebody said, um, you know, a parent said this about you. Next thing you know, your, your soul represents that tissue is your soul. And next thing you know, you're only left with like a little piece, right? Mm -hmm. So there's no, there's no possible way that you can have healthy relationships, period, and own a love relationship yeah. right, in the natural. And so it is the same in the spiritual. So the Lord wants to heal our soul. The Lord wants to bring healing. And he, um, so that's really important to be able to truly connect to the vine as you are, you and I are the branches in that vine is sap, right? Mm. It's sap. And that's the nutrition inside the vine. And so those branches are connected to the vine, which and the, 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 the branches drink and, and extract from that sap, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's the nutrition. That's, that's God's nutrition. So sometimes if we're carrying unforgiveness, right? If we're carrying unforgiveness, the Bible says that God will allow those tormentors. So mm -hmm. if there's torment, if, if you're restless and you're, you have anxiety and you're being tormented, First thing I usually use say, look, you know, do a little introspection of your life and see, is there anyone that you need to forgive? Listen, we want, we want to be a clean vessel, right? We want, we want the power that, that, that river that is in us to not have any kind of polluted water coming out, right? We want it to be living waters, the streams of living water to flow up and out. And um, so uh, I would first start there in coaching someone and saying, look, you know, introspect, take a look inside. If, is there anyone you need to forgive? If so, forgive that person. Now forgiveness is not based on emotions and feelings. It's based on choice. So what you're saying is God, I'm letting go so I can be free, right? Cause I'm mm -hmm. going to, I'm one bound. So I'm letting go of that offense. I'm going to forgive that person and I'm putting them in your hands, Lord. And I'm trusting you now to work in their life and now work in my life. So, it, so to really, to come into this love relationship, you, you need to get healed. Mm -hmm. All right. So if, if your problem, you know, if you can't get yourself healed or pray yourself through, Find somebody that that can uh, that is equipped in the area of inner healing. Uh, I know I am a so I do sozo. I'm a sozo minister, and um, there are many different churches that that do inner healing. Find somebody and get the healing that you need because it's gonna it's it's when you get healed, the color green will be so bright. At colors, everything becomes new. You know. Right. And in and, and healing, it's just not for the soul, but it will manifest in the body. So I just want to encourage everyone to, um, 
you know, get, get that healing that you need because God wants us healthy. When Jesus went to the cross, it was just not to bring you to heaven for salvation, but it was a right. the Greek word. And so it's for salvation, healing, and also to, to get delivered. So, um, so I just wanted to share that. That's no, what I, I think that that is, I think that's so important to be quite honest. I think it's really important. We have to, um, one of the uh, the beautiful parts of being healed is that you can draw closer to the Lord. The more healed you are, the deeper that relationship becomes. So, yeah. you know, because anything that that isn't healed is going to put that barrier of, of being close and trusting Papa we can't we can't trust him as a father if we have a lot of father wounds or parent wounds. Exactly. We we can't trust Jesus as a husband or as a as a lover if, if we've had wounds from 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 different um from spouses or or from you know that you've seen a bad marriage or you've seen or you've been abused, sexually abused. You can't, you know, that that's those those are some of the things. So the deeper that we allow ourselves to, to get, you know, there was, um, there's something in the old Testament, which was the mikvah and the mikvah was something where you would go and you would dunk yourself seven times mm. because you would get dunked because mm. it's like each time you would come back up, a layer was coming off, mm. a layer was coming off. Each time you would go under, there was mm. something that was coming off something's coming off. And that's like one of the things that I really felt very, very strong was that God really wanted, um, he wants us to be able to come to him and to come to him in a, um, with, with no restrictions that yeah. if there is something that we can just say, okay, Lord, let's, let's fix this. Let's take care of this because I really want you to do this. I want, I want, I don't want there to be any kind of a barrier between you and me. And mm -hmm. I think that as we get that, as we start to move into that, that we are completely free, that mm. there's nothing that's separating us because I've, I've brought it all to you. You've seen it all anyway. It's not like it's a surprise. It's not like, Oh my gosh, I didn't get that either. You know, <laughs> you know? it's like, Oh my gosh, I didn't see that. No, yeah. I knew about that. I'm glad you're finally bringing it to me so I can deal with it because sometimes you have to go deep. Sometimes you have to go into those places that are deep and they're not fun. Yeah. But when you know that you have the great physician, that he knows how to quickly extract it and to fix yeah. it and to heal it. When you know that you have a father who will comfort and love you, when you yeah. know that you have a friend that you can tell all your stuff to, when you know that that you have a, a husband or a lover who who sees you as beautiful and wonderful, but yeah. when you also have the Holy Spirit, you have a comforter yes. who's going to help to hold you and to to bring you back into wholeness. Amen. That's that's the Trinity. Yes. Yes. That's the Trinity, and the Trinity really takes care of every single relationship in your life. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing because the, the father is the father, but he's also our creator. He's, he's also our judge. He's also our vindicator. Yes. And, you, and then, so you can see him in so many places. And so then you say, he's, he's so worthy. 
to yeah. be worshipped. Yeah. He's so worthy. Yeah. He is. Who is not worthy? He mm -hmm. is worthy. Jesus, what Jesus did, he's worthy to worship. And yet you have people in churches like, I know. Got my hands up. <laughs> Got my hands up. You know, and then you have people like, yeah. <laughs> I know. You know, you know, and, and it's said, like, you know, and you know, what's really sad about that is yes. sad is that those who are in bondage will yes. judge us. Right. Yes. And we have to be careful because we can't, we shouldn't be able to judge them. But I can tell you this, most people, when, the people who are free and those who are in bondage, they look and they they're standing there like, man, I wish I could be that free, you know, mm -hmm. I, you know and, and you can, you, you just have to, like Paul says, I die daily. You just got to <laughs> die. That's so, right. Hey, dead man walking. Like. <laughs> it's just dead man walking. Dead man, right. walking. dead man walking. Dead man, yeah, dead man dancing, right? Yeah. Dead man dancing. Come on, I'll take that too. Dead man dancing. Okay, so okay. I want you to pray, but before we do that, I just want to bring up your book. It's called The Dancing Warrior Bride. Now, if people would like to go and get that, they can go to uh, to your website. Uh, uh, no, tell them to go on Amazon. Just go on go Amazon. To Amazon. So if you guys go to Amazon and, and type in The Dancing Warrior Bride by Karen S. Lightfoot and the S is for sassy. She's sassy. She's sassy. She's my sassy sister. <laughs> so if you go and find the book, it's the Dancing Warrior Bride. But what's really great about it, let me pull this back out. Um, what's really great because I have my copy right here. If you go through, there's so many cool parts because I was like, oh, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that. But of course, the Holy Spirit takes, but the um all the colors are in here, so you can find the meaning of the colors. So if you're interested in that, there is also when she goes back to the ministry and how to and the patterns of the dance. I mean, this is like if you it's like everything you wanted to know about worship, but we're afraid to ask. That's <laughs> Right, because yeah. you go into church when you first become, a, you know, a born again believer, and you you go, you know, you start off usually in like one of the churches where they're, you know, I surrender all churches, and then all of a sudden, and then you 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 kind of get like, hey, I want to go check out one of those crazy charismatic churches where they speak in tongues and lay on the floor. That's what you it's need. Over. Yeah, this is what you need when you're going to those that so you kind of can understand because when people are on the floor and when the you know, I mean, the joy hit. You know, we had the joy for a little bit. Um, but what that does, what when when everything that happens, you know, it's not just a, a coincidence, you know, the the smelling that I was smelling, um, the smells, there was something that was changing. There was a sweetness. Mm -hmm. There was God mm -hmm. moving in something, you know, there, if, when their angels are around, there's ministering spirits, you know, mm -hmm. when the joy breaks out, it's to bring the level uh, of happiness and, and to receive the good news because it Amen. is good news. And Amen. so the joy gets released. So if you guys are cracking up and going, oh my gosh, you're so silly, they're going to lose it. Because what it does, it's that tension breaker it breaks mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. they're they're tools they're weapons don't discount the things that god gives you as mm -hmm. just fun frivolous things they are <laughs> weapons they're Amen. weapons yeah and i go into that um out of jeremiah uh 50 and it says that that god he opens up his armory oh read that chapter that's in chapter five 
Um, yeah, the book covers a lot. And I actually wrote that book 10 years ago. And I, I am at a total, I'm in a different place. In 10 years, you grow, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking about maybe uh, re revising and like, you know, updating. You know what? I, I don't think you need to revise it. I think it's no. perfect. I think you need to write a new one. Oh, okay. I'm also an arts consultant, so um, uh, I can do personal uh, coaching, And mm -hmm. uh, but my passion is really, and the way that the Lord's using me is to go into churches and um, establish prophetic dance ministry teams. Come on. And, uh, yeah, and I remembered in the very first church that I did it at, uh, it took nine months before we did our first dance. And the pastor nice. kept saying, how much longer? Every time I come in, you guys are all 50 people are laying out on the floor. And I said, that's where it starts. That's where it starts, you know. So it mm -hmm. took nine months for us to get that first, you know, because they had to understand it wasn't about performance. And I always put people who were who were skilled and trained. They're the best dancers. They always went to the back row. <laughs> come on. Come on. Let me just tell you something. God is God is bringing out the girls. Just saying, Papa is bringing out his ladies. He's bringing out his women because it's time to let the bride see to be mm -hmm. seen. And I do. And the reason I say that the women need to be seen is because for so long women have been held yeah. back, stopped up, pushed yeah. in the back corner. And, and Papa's saying nobody puts my babies in the corner anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just like dirty dancing. Nobody puts yeah. baby in the corner. Nobody puts my babies in the corner because it's time for the women's voices to come forth. It's time for the women to start speaking. It's time for the women to start removing, to breaking these bonds of, of mother wounds and daughter wounds and breaking those things, bringing back family, bringing back koinia. It's always the woman who is the one who prepares the table, who prepares the banquet. It's always the woman who brings the family together. And that's what God is doing in this season. He's raising up the women because he's bringing his family home. Amen. Amen. Right on. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's why I really believe that Karen, I, I think that your next book is really, it's not going to be about worship. Mm. I don't think your next book is going to be about worship. Well, Dennis Kramer prophesied over to me a few years ago and he, he said to me, he goes, well, you have another book. And I'm thinking, well, how do you know I already wrote a book, but mm -hmm. he already knew in the spirit, I wrote a book. And, uh, He's, and that's what he said. He goes, you know, you're not going to be the rah-rah cheerleader. Mm -mm. It's not going to be about, he goes, it's mm -mm. not going to be about that. You know no, what he told one, me? You know, I'll tell you what he told me it was going to be on. Wait, can I tell you what I think it's going to be on? Go ahead. Okay. I think it's going to be on intimacy. Okay. Well, yes, it is intimacy, but it's, he actually gave an age group. He said that I would, that God would be using me very instrumentally in raising up, mentoring, mothering, and raising up um, girls mm -hmm. uh, from the ages, he said, from like 14 to 24 to 25. Yeah. And he says, Mom. and you, you have a book, he says, because they don't know, they don't know how to walk in what holiness is, you know, it's, it's not anything to be shunned. It's actually what we are. He, the Holy mm -hmm. one lives in us, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so that's what he prophesied. My next book would be on specifically for, to target uh, girls, how to walk with the Lord and how to be a true woman of God. Come on. God. Come on. I'm telling you, I saw, it. I saw, I saw the word. Well, well, because, 
there is um there is something sacred about intimacy there's something sacred and uh, right now there are so many young ladies who have been giving themselves away mm. and they don't understand the cost yeah because yeah. they don't see the cost mm. they just don't and so as we as as we are walking through some of these things and we're we're seeing you know everything that's happening we're like oh my gosh there's so much happening right now and we're starting to see this this um deception that's trying to take our, our young ladies, our, our daughters, and, and is trying to bring them into a place of that they don't have value. And God is saying, I have such value for you. I have such value for you. You know, and there is what I keep seeing is that there is going to come a big shift. And there's going to be girls who wake up because they're going to start having dreams about Jesus. And Jesus yeah. is going to start to tell them how beautiful yeah. they are, yes. how loved they are, and that he is going to start to purify them. And we're going to come back to a place of purity and, and holiness mm -hmm. where yeah. we're going to respect ourselves and, and respect our eyes and respect our ears. Yes. Because as we're seeing some of these, the things that we're seeing, <clears throat> especially like in the Super Bowl, for gosh sakes. Oh. You know, last um, last year's Super Bowl, I, I was I was I, I had to literally go. I, I, I was so uncomfortable. And um, and and God is he's taking he's going to he's come back. Jesus is coming back for a spotless bride. Amen. And Amen. so what he's doing is he's sending out the mamas to go clean up. Mm. Mess. Mm. And that's who you are, Karen. You're a mama. I know, I know. Oh, I truly have a heart for uh, yes, you do for kids, and especially you know with with girls. And you know, mm -hmm. I, you know, I was so blessed to have. I would say one of the best dads. I know you had a great dad too, I Lisa. So we had yeah. the two best dads in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, a father who three things a father the role is to mm -hmm. um, is to provide identity, protection, yes. and provision. Those three things. So um, when fathers are missing, which they are in the world today, you know, in households, mm -hmm. uh, they don't provide that identity. This is where we get the whole transgender thing. They're confused. Oh, yeah. They don't know what or who. And it's just, <clears throat> it's just a mess, you know, but yeah. I know that the Lord is going to restore it. But this That's is our cool. hour. You're exactly right, Lisa. This is our hour. This is our hour not to be quiet, not to shut nope. up. Nope. And this is our hour to be... Um, to be powerful, the Deborahs, you know, yes. whoever God has called us to be. The Deborahs, the Esthers. The Esthers, oh. The Deborahs, the Esthers, but I'm also yeah. going to go this, the Hannahs. That was just, that That actually, I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to say Hannah. Yes, the Hannahs. Because, because the prayer of Hannah didn't just give her a son, it gave her a prophet. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. Good say mm -hmm. yep and yeah. that's that's the thing those prayers those prayers that women are praying you know they are they're producing something they're bringing a a, a change they're bringing a shift yeah. you when when women go out and they dance for the lord his eyes are on them yeah like if we get it if we really really get it and yeah. go I have my father's attention because mm -hmm. let me ask you a question. How many, 
how many fathers wouldn't watch their little girls twirl around for them? <laughs> that is so that is so true. I actually right. wrote a drama. It was a drama and dance thing when I was a little girl and I danced on my dad's shoes. It was at a wedding. I and mm -hmm. I still I might have been like, I don't know, four years old. I remember right, right. the song. Uh -huh. I remember the song um, and I, I remember that dance and I remember on a Father's Day, I told my mom and my dad, they went to another church. I said, dad, it's Father's Day. I said, I've created it. The Lord's allowed me to write a drama oh. and to, to bring the dance team in and to merge the two. I love doing that drama uh -huh. with, with, the, with the dance. And, and I, I did almost like it was like a replica of when I was a little girl. And to bring that, and he and he just sat there, just crying because oh. he knew. He, he knew oh. You know, and it was so beautiful. You know, and I used the song. It was a, it was a um, it was a secular song. Beautiful. It's one of my favorites by Joshua Cadison. You will be, um, you will always be beautiful in my eyes. Oh. And I had a little girl dancing with her daddy thing, and then it was like so. With it, you know, I we had in one scene when she was a little girl dancing with her daddy, and then when she grows up, she's she's rebellious and she's in a different place, but she ends up coming back home. It was a hard kind of thing. It's always it's always the prodigal. Yeah. <laughs> always a prodigal. Yeah, 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 and and I was trust me, I I was so. Um, I think we all were. We all run away. So my my heart really goes out to people who've never had loving dads. You know, my dad was my coaches and, you know, he was my spiritual leader and, um, and I was the only girl. So I was the daddy's girl, right? Lisa's mm -hmm. the daddy's mm -hmm. girl. And, um, you know, I, but my heart goes out. I think that's that mother heart that it goes out and says, man, you, you know, you're, you're, you've missed this. So now let me introduce you to father God who will never leave you or forsake yes. you. <laughs> yes. And that's, that's exactly where we are. So Karen, what I really love for you to do, I would love yes. for you to yes. pray and, okay. and possibly do an impartation if the Lord leads you, but okay. I'll you, see what the Lord go. wants to do. Amen. All right. Right. If you, and if you got a prophetic word out there, throw that out there. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what God. We'll see what God does. All right. right. And, uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Oh, thank you, Lord. You you fill our hearts with joy and our mouths with laughter. And um, while the world around us is getting darker and darker, Lord, our light shines brighter and brighter. As long as we keep our eyes on you, we're going to be just fine. We thank you that you're a good, good father. And that's who you are. You are undescribable. We, I, we can't even fathom the depths of, the, of your beauty and of your glory and even of your power. We are mesmerized by you. You amaze us. Father, I thank you for the freedom. I thank you for the freedom that you give to us as your children. And I thank you that your word says that he who the sun sets free is free indeed. Father, I want to right now just release the spirit of freedom over your people. For all eyes watching, listening, hearing, whether if it's now or those in the future, I pray, Lord, that wherever there would be shackles during times of worship, 
that those shackles would be busted open, that you would send forth ministering angels to come and to break forth those chains off of the hands, the legs, the feet, but even more, Lord, the strongholds of the mind. The mind is what holds us back. I pray that that the spirit of freedom would be loosed in the minds of your people. I pray that there would be so much love and joy in them that they won't be able to contain themselves. And those who are already dancing for you, Lord, and with you, I thank you, Lord, that you will even give them new dances, a new dance, a new song with a new dance, new moves. And I thank you, Lord, how beautiful that dance is. It's so personal. It's so up close. It's so face to face when we dance with you. I pray that every person at the sound of my voice would be able to experience face to face true worship because you are seeking, (laughs) you are seeking for true worshipers. And I pray that is what we will be or that is what we are. We were created to worship you. And we thank you, Lord, that you dance and you worship. You don't worship us, but you dance over us, which is a form of worship because we are one with you. So I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the joy. And I thank you that um, for those who feel like there's obstacles, for those who may have soul wounds, the war that there's a warfare that goes on in the midst of worship. Father, that you would come and rescue them, that you would remove them out of all and any torment. Lord, anything of the darkness that would be that would dissipate at the power of your presence. I pray that first worship would happen within their own home, that it starts by ourselves before we can even go corporately. It starts, the dance starts at home. The dance starts in our spirit. And it moves to the soul and then it moves outwardly through our body. Lord, our bodies are the temple. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We give you permission to move. We give you permission to do whatever it is that you want to do in and through us. So I say freedom, freedom, freedom for the captives tonight, freedom. That the next time that they go and they go to worship, that they are going to be so free. I pray, Lord, that if they are in structures where they don't have that liberty, and if this is a desire, Father, of dance that you've put within their hearts, that you would start to orchestrate and order their steps to go to a place to where they will be free to be able to worship you in spirit and in truth, that if they want to dance, they will have the freedom and the liberty to dance. Hallelujah. Wave flags, streamers, tambourines, whatever it is. This is all to bring you glory. I bless your people tonight. Hmm. Hmm. As deep calls to deep, we go from glory to glory.
Lord, call us and draw us deeper. We long to be in the king's chambers. Give us those dove eyes that distractions won't even cause us to look to the left or to the right. That we would be so transfixed to see, to get so close to see and gaze in your eyes of fire. Your eyes are fire. That fire is the passionate love for his bride. I pray that everyone would know their identity, who they are and whose they are, and that you would mend and heal the soul, and that they would continue to abide in the vine, and that they would drink from that sap, the nutrition, the nutrients, Jesus, wholeness, health, peace, love, joy, all the fruit of the spirit, that they would feed from that. I pray for a transformation, a metamorphosis in the spirit realm for each and every one tonight. I pray that you would start to bring people together that are like-minded and like spirit, those who want to worship you in spirit and in truth, Father. Start to bring, collect them, draw them from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Draw them. Bring them together. You train them, Holy Spirit, just as you've done with me. You train them. You show them. And cause them to grow in every area, maturity and character, so that we truly will be that pure, holy, spotless bride, the dancing warrior bride that we will be fully equipped dancing with you, the lover of our soul. Breathe upon your people now, Holy Spirit. Just breathe. Breathe. Pray for a heavenly release now. that the winds of your spirit breathe upon your people. Wherever there are dry bones, I decree that those dry bones will come to life. Disappointments to go in Jesus' name. Fear to go in Jesus' name. Depression, oppression, to go, anxiety, worry, and fear, to go now in Jesus' name. Any mountain, any Goliaths in their lives, I thank you that your word says that David ran to the Goliath. He didn't run from, but he ran to him. And we will run to our Goliaths, and we will take authority over them. And we will command those mountains to move, to be removed and casted into the sea. Thank you, Lord. And we can run to you. Thank you for new beginnings. I decree new beginnings for your people. New doors of opportunity, new doors to be open. New people, new places and new things. 
divine appointments. I speak over your people regarding intimacy. That there would be mentors, spiritual mentors to come alongside. Just as you've sent them to me, pray that those who are seeking spiritual mothers and fathers, mentors, that you would reveal them in this hour. Now let this, your Holy Spirit rest upon your people tonight. Thank you that they are carriers of your presence and that they will release the aroma of Christ that is in them. Let them go and change their world. Plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one. Thank you for hovering, covering, and protecting them, their loved ones, from all evil, danger, and harm. And we are reminded tonight that your word says, Father, that we are shielded by God's power. Thank you that you are a shield about us. And you are our glory and the lifter of our head. I bless your people tonight. I bless Lisa tonight. I thank you for her life. Thank you for her sisterhood, her friendship. Thank you that you've put her in my life. And I can look to her and look up to her. I love her, Lord, from the depths of my heart. I see Christ all in her. I see your power and your glory manifested in her. I pray that you would continue to prosper her in every way. That you would enlarge her tent pegs. And that you would continue to bless this ministry beyond anything she's ever imagined. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I received that. Thank you. Throw a little Ephesians 3.20 in there. Make me a happy camper. (laughs) You know, add a little Ephesians and I'm like, yep, I'm in. (laughs) So much fun, Karen. I love you. I love you too, honey. You are so awesome. And this has been so fun. I think everybody really has gotten some great stuff. If you guys, again, are interested, this is the book, The Dancing Warrior Bride by Karen Lightfoot. You can go to Amazon. You can go and find it there. You can also check out her ministry, which is, this is her church. This is revolutionchurch.com. That's it. <laughs> it is It is a river. There is a yeah. river, right? <laughs> it's the care. And, that- and, on, and on that website, uh, I uh-huh. think my number's on there. So feel free. You can contact me. You can call me. Um, yep. You know, I'd love to talk to you if I can encourage Very- you so you guys, If you guys need to have a little sozo. Yeah, that too. We do sozo. Yes. Do a little yeah. sozo. Do a little Zoom sozo. And uh, and get yourself free because I'm telling you that when you are free, you are able to worship Him in yes. the most beautiful ways. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodbye to you. Just hold tight. I'm gonna say goodbye to you as soon as they get off air. But we're gonna just say goodbye to everybody because um, this has been so much fun. Thank you guys so much for for tuning in, and I hope that you guys have enjoyed it. It was such a great, great show. Karen gave us so much insight, so much. Um, my gosh, there was just so much, right? And that prayer at the end, holy moly, so good, so good. So thank you guys so much for, for tuning in. Thank you guys um, 
for staying long. I know it was a long night, but um, I hope that uh, that you have been blessed and just remember to go out and touch someone. Good night.